everyone, Sarah Brown Wessling here from the Council of Chief State School Officers National Teacher of the Year program. And I am so excited to announce the third season of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. CCSSO's National Teacher of the Year program provides a platform for exceptional educators to elevate issues that affect teachers and their students, to expand their leadership roles, and to inform policy and practice. In this season of the podcast, 2022 State Teachers of the Year will teach us about the lessons their students keep talking about. Maybe it's the one that they come back to years later and tell the teachers about. Or maybe it's the one their most recent students have asked for over and over again. This season, we are honored to have two past State Teachers of the Year conducting the interviews themselves. You'll hear Stacy McAdoo, 2019 Arkansas State Teacher of the Year, John Arthur, 2021 State Teacher of the Year, and me in conversation with our teachers throughout this season. I invite you to listen to these incredible stories. Welcome. This is Sarah Brown Wessling, and I am thrilled to be here with Autumn Rivera, the 2022 Colorado State Teacher of the Year. Autumn, thank you so much for joining this conversation today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So can you start off by telling us just a little bit about who you are, where you teach, what you teach? Yeah. So I am a sixth grade science teacher in Glenwood Springs Middle School. This is my 18th year teaching, which is a little bit crazy to think about that. I did seven years in Colorado Springs and I'm just starting my 11th year at Glenwood Springs Middle School and just have always loved middle school and always loved science. So do people always get really surprised when they hear that you've taught for 18 years? Because you you look so young. In the best way. No, they are always surprised. They're like, really? That's how long? Even at space camp, our leader was very surprised. Like, you're that old. So yeah, it's it's fun. I guess the middle schoolers are keeping me young, you could say. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, I am just really excited to have this conversation with you because I know a little bit um, behind the scenes what um, the listeners may not know, and they're in for an absolute treat um, to hear about your classroom and to um, just like hear about this lesson that you've taught that your students keep talking about so you know take us there what 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 do you do what do your students do what's the lesson all about so my students really just love the idea of getting outside and really bringing the community into our classroom. And so I think I always try to find ways to do that. I live in a small town and so our community is there and very supportive. I'll see my students sort of wherever I go. Um, Just the other day I was at 7-Eleven and a former student was there and it was so fun to see them and just have that part. And so Uh bringing that community in with the students is always something I try to do. And so one uh, lesson students always kind of talk about is just this this uh, experience we do over the course of a semester um, about the Colorado River, where students learn about this river that flows through the uh, our town. And it's just really important uh, environmentally and culturally, um, economically. We, a lot of people go rafting on it. There's a, a lot of fly fisher um, anglers and all of those pieces. And so we spend a whole semester learning about it and um, taking the students out into the field, taking them rafting, all of those pieces sort of tie into it. 
Um, and just the students just because it's something that all of their job, all of their parents' jobs sort of connect sure. to this river because our, our town is so grounded in it. Um, and just being able to allow my students to do that piece uh, has been really powerful. But one big piece that's been really exciting is a couple of years ago, and we always uh, fundraise with this uh, river project. So students are able to uh, raise money and then donate it to a local charity. It's like a really important piece to do that and really have students give back to their community and feel empowered to make a change. And so we had a group of students that were really interested in saving a local lake that is about an hour from our school, and they really were excited about it. We were able to research more about it, have the students make their own decision on whether they wanted to donate our money there or not. And they decided that they did. Um, and they actually wanted to do more than that. And so um, the lesson that I think the students would talk about a lot is their ability as a group of students on their own rallied around saving this, this lake. Um, students that maybe never had worked together, had never really befriended each other, were all of a sudden working side by side on their own time um, with their own plans to create a bake sale, to make ornaments to sell. They designed t-shirts. And when all was said and done, we raised over $1,000 that we could donate to this land trust that purchased the lake. Um, and it's now our newest state park in Colorado. And so just to think about what students have done with just wanting to work together, I think the idea that they've changed sort of the outcome of this, this natural lake in Colorado is something that they'll never forget. Well, there's that, that really common purpose that I think is is something that you know we all aim to create in our classrooms, but it's not always easy to create this common purpose. Um, I think especially when the comment, like the the unstated common purpose, is do well in class, right, <laughs> or get a grade. So this is really different than that. Yeah, I um, think if students, if the only reason students are doing class is to get a good grade or to do well in class, that that authentic learning is no longer there. And there's they need more buy-in than that. And so when they really saw like we are making a change right now, like this is something that right now is happening, I think really made it more powerful. And so just the importance of bringing those community problems. I'm not making state parks every year in my classroom. This is the right, right, right. <laughs> Even if it's something as little of just like there's a, a conversation going around at your local um, city council about what's something to do and just bringing that attention to the students and having them sort of form their own opinion and write letters and having that part, understanding that it's a change that is happening now, as opposed to later, that empowering of students, it makes the learning that much more authentic when it's not just like you do school because you do school, but like this is something that's going to make a change. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, and there's just nothing like that young adult energy around change. I mean, there's just like this special, I don't know, charisma to it when you see them with that fire, You just, like they're unstoppable. Yeah, they really are. And I think so many times like we just don't tap into that because um, a lot of times they're rallying around things. They don't even know the reason because that's just sort of the nature of a teenager. And so helping them sort of be aware of like this is what's going on and channeling that energy and letting them realize like they can make a choice right now um it's cool they they can change the world for sure yeah and i think it's really neat that you pointed out that not every year this ends in a state part you know like in this kind of like 
could totally be a movie moment, right? It doesn't always end that way. And I think that's really important for teachers to know because it doesn't have to have that kind of an ending in order for it to have made a profound impact on your students. Yeah, I think any sort of small change, whether it's this big state park park example or something um, much smaller, all of these things along the way, as long as it's like grounded in the community, grounded in what the students are interested in. I think that's the key with what made this lesson so powerful is it wasn't me bringing it to the students. If I had brought it to the students, they wouldn't have been as interested in it. Um, One piece that not a lot of people know is I had known about this lake being up for sale because it's where I was raised. It's where I grew up. And I purposely had chosen not to bring it to their attention because I didn't want to influence sort of what was going on with my own personal teacher bias. And so I was surprised when a student totally on their own had heard about it and brought it to me. And I felt like, well, I can't say no now. It's an 11 year old. No, of course not. Of course not. To take that excitement and to take what they're interested in and to give them an option. Like we didn't have to, it wasn't something uh, they had to do, but when students are given that chance to follow their interests, to follow their passion, um, awesome things happen. Without a doubt. So I have no doubt that there are some folks listening who are thinking, okay, this is really cool. This is really amazing. I don't have a river. I have no idea how I would walk away from my curriculum in order to take on something like this. Even if I could find my own version of a river, I have no idea how I would take a first step. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious about your origin story here. Like, how did you take a first step to making this such a a central part of this particular um, semester? Yeah, I think it started with just slowly sort of bringing the community in. I've always been a teacher that's been, I grew up in the area in which I teach. And so I find a lot of value in that community piece and, and having those experts come in and having my students go out into the community. So it just started something was simple as just having conversations with people. Maybe it's just a quick bringing something local that's happening in the area, uh, having the students read a newspaper article about a local event, a current event happening. It sort of started small with that. And then you meet some people, you have a conversation and then it it grows into that. And someone asks you like, Hey, maybe your students would be interested in that. And, and sort of just throwing around ideas. And a lot of them are not great ideas. And you sort of just go through it at my school. We have the motto of first pancakes. So there were many first pancakes (laughs) successes, Um, but it's not a mistake if you learn from it. And so just sort of learning from that piece and being able to, to work through it, it is, um, it takes a lot of work and involves a lot of relationships, but it's definitely worth it in the end. Um, and I'm actually now done with that lesson and in the evolution of starting a new sort of lesson moving forward. And it's, a, so I'm in the beginning stages of that again, where it's like, what does right. that look like? How is that going to be? And so you're just starting small again, what are students interested in? What, what's something that they're really going to latch onto? Um, and so starting with that piece, um, getting to know your students, I'm about to start school tomorrow and I'll get to know a whole group, new set of students. So we'll see, but it is an exciting time to slowly sort of uh, morph a new lesson into what will be great. It is. Well, I think it's really a testament to your willingness and your ability to see so many 
resources in people, Mm -hmm. right? So often I think in education, we assume resources come from a book or we assume resources come from someplace far away, right? With someone who has some magic or something. And I think you're reminding us that like that's it's it's right here and yeah. so just being open to it and, and just starting to look for what's already there um yeah. and like the experts in your own community the experts in your own neighborhood i think um i was really inspired by dr temple grandin i heard her speak oh yeah five years ago and she really talked about our jobs as teachers is to expose our students to as many careers as possible um, because you can't be what you can't see what you don't know and so really trying to do that piece I took that to heart um, and so do try to expose especially um, not just with different careers but also making sure I have a lot of different um, representation within that situation I'm currently partnering with a, a local group that's going to bring in some bilingual scientists into my classroom which I think will just be a really awesome experience for all of my students to see. And so that connection of our community, there's so many great uh, people, just even in talking with parents, when you meet them, you'll just meet so many great experts out there. And um, I think for students too, to see their parents as experts is a cool experience as well. And clearly you're not afraid to ask. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe be a little more open to ask, but I won't. I'm always side there like, hey, I think a lot of times people don't even think about that. So just throwing that out there and the worst they can say is no, but they right. a lot of times are really excited to come in and share what they do and and um, the students are excited to hear about it. So that that expert piece, those community resources can do some great things. Absolutely. So um, start small, mm-hmm. pay attention. Uh, make sure it's relevant to your students and remember that you can't be what you can't see. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Autumn, thank you so much for taking some time today and sharing this piece of your classroom. Um, I know that it is going to inspire so many people to just start paying attention differently um, every day to all of the resources that are around them. Awesome. Thank you so much. And just really encouraging teachers to think about ways you can really empower your students right now to to make a change, thinking about ways you can make a tweak in a curriculum to really engage and make that learning more authentic because you can do it and they will love it if you get a chance to. You're also a great motivator. All of the things, all of the things. Thanks, Autumn. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the latest series of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Please share these lessons on social media with the hashtag NTOY22. That's hashtag N-T-O-Y-2-2. You can also catch up on the last two seasons on our website at ntoy.ccsso.org. While you're there, you can also learn more about and find ways to support all of our efforts to elevate teacher voice through the National Teacher of the Year program. Until next time.